Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Garage. My name is Robert Bauman. I will be your host for this podcast series. I am the program director for the General Automotive Program here at Gwinnett Technical College. We are so very excited to bring you this podcast series titled Garage Days at Gwinnett Tech. What exactly is this going to be about? Well, we're going to try to give you a view of the automotive industry through the eyes of an educator and an educational institution. We plan on talking in future episodes about all the different roadblocks, stumbling blocks, and changes that occur in the industry and how we tackle all of those changes as an educator. We're going to talk about the changing demographics of students, the constantly changing technology. We're going to have guests on. Uh, other instructors, students who have gone on to have successful careers, some non-traditional students, members of our industry, our advisory board, and some members from the manufacturers who support us. But we're not all going to be business. We're going to talk about the hobby side of the auto industry because, you know, we all have a different reason for getting into this and not only repairing cars, but eventually teaching about cars. So we're going to talk about what inspired us to get into the automotive industry. We're going to talk about what we see as the different trends with our students as far as what gets them interested to come to our institution and learn how to fix cars. We're also going to talk about trends in the automotive industry. So we're not just going to talk about the educational side of it. We're going to talk about what the upcoming future holds and different things that have changed since we started as technicians. And for some of us, that was a long time ago. So thank you for your interest and listen, enjoy it, spread the word and follow us because the more listeners we get, the more follows we get, the more episodes can be greenlit and I can put them out there for your listening pleasure. And trust me, I am very passionate about this and I have a whole lot of material I want to share with you. So where is Gwinnett Tactical College, you may ask? Well, we are located in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which is about 20 to 25 miles northeast of Atlanta, Georgia, which is really nice for us. You may have heard of some of the counties on different uh, news programs or news outlets or through social media and even some shows on TV, such as Gwinnett County. These are very large counties in Georgia, and we are very, very lucky to be in the location that we are because that gives us a very large student base to tap into. And it also gives a very large base of employers to employ all of our students. Um, We are a two-year technical college. We offer a two-year associate's degree. We have over 140 different programs. I mean, almost anything you can think of. Obviously, automotive, uh, welding, construction, horticulture, culinary arts, all your core classes, you name it. You know, if you want to find out what programs are offered here, you can go to our website at gwinnetttech.edu and you can see everything that is offered. Um, But pretty much any of the trades and any of the core classes that you would need to progress to a four-year degree We got you covered here at Gwinnett Tech. Our program I'm going to talk about specifically and get into the details. We offer two very distinct um, awards that the students can receive. We offer a degree, which is a two-year associate's degree, AAS, with a major in automotive technology. We also offer our students a diploma. And the difference really between a diploma and a degree is the number of core classes that a student will be required to take. Uh, We oftentimes 
tell the students to really try for the degree, but we also understand that some students, the degree might just not be in the cards, but at least they're gonna get formal training through the diploma. And the reason a lot of us talk about the degree so much is because we rely on our personal stories. You know, the degree, it will help you be a good technician, don't get me wrong, but the advantage of a degree is it will help open doors in the future that may not have been opened without that degree. You know, such as myself. I was a technician for a number of years, and then I went on to a claims adjuster for uh, extended warranty companies and lease return companies, and I eventually got into teaching. Well, I couldn't have done all of that without the degree. If I didn't have the degree, my uh, employment, my job would have stopped with a technician. So that degree really helped me in the future, and we try to tell that to our students. The nice thing about these programs too, the diploma and degree program is embedded within each of these programs is what we call TCCs, Technical Certificates of Completion. And as the students go through and they finish certain classes, they get a TCC in a very specific area. An example would be a chassis specialist. Well, the TCC for chassis specialist, a student would have had to have completed introduction, electrical, steering suspension, and brakes. Now, they don't get these certificates separately, but what happens is when they graduate and they get their degree or diploma, then they also get a stack of these TCCs, which really looks good on a resume, and it really shows that they can be specialized in certain areas. The one thing I'm most proud of with our program here is we are an ASE Education Foundation accredited program. If you're not familiar with that, that is a very tough accreditation program to achieve. We go through a full accreditation every five years and mid-cycle, which is two and a half years into that, we do a mid-cycle review. They have somebody from the ASE Foundation come and do an on-site inspection. We have to do self-evaluations with members of our advisory board and outside entities. And it just covers everything from the material we use to how we teach, are we hitting ASE's guidelines, what tools do we have. So it's a very tough accreditation to get, but we're very, very proud of that um, because it is recognized nationwide. The other thing we have that I'm very proud of is we have a lot of manufacturer support for our general automotive program. Now, we are not a standalone manufacturer-supported program, but we have what I like to call brand awareness. We have a number of manufacturers, Nissan, Infiniti, Subaru, uh, Audi, embedding themselves within the general automotive program, making the students aware of these different manufacturers, and giving students access not only to their vehicles and their tools, equipment, but their online technician training. And the benefit for us as instructors is we get this up-to-date current training from these manufacturers. So we're always ensuring that we're teaching our students what's most relevant in the industry. But we're going to have a whole episode about that. And I'm going to talk about each of those programs and what they do for us and the relationships that we have. The other thing that we do is we do have day and night classes because we know everybody's time is not you know, everybody can't get to school during the day. Everybody can't get at night. Some people work. Some people are fresh out of high school. So we offer our classes during the day and night. And that really gives the students the flexibility 
to take the classes and get through our program relatively quick and they can get out there and have that degree or that diploma in their back pocket and start really making a, a impact in the industry. Well, how do we teach? Well, if you know anything about automotive, it is a lot of hands-on, but it's also a lot of technology that these students need to understand. But we pride ourselves, I always say we have a 70-30 rule. We have about 70% of the time in the lab where we're giving these students hands-on, practical, touching things, and then 30% in the classroom. Now that will vary sometimes with the class depending on what we are teaching. If you have a class like breaks where there's really not a whole lot of theory, you can get that 30% of time in the classroom and really get them out into the lab and get their hands dirty and a whole lot of lab time. But now you get a class like electrical or engine performance, you can't just take a student out in the lab, give them a test light or give them a scan tool and say, here, here's 30 pages of data. Now you tell me what's wrong with this unless they understand the theory. You cannot take them out into the lab and say, here, this power window motor isn't working the way it's supposed to without them first having that understanding of Ohm's law and Kirchhoff's law and all that. So in those cases, the classroom time will be a little bit longer as we try to establish that theory. But we really, really pride ourselves on the hands-on. We have uh, over $2 million of tool inventory in our program. We have 16 scan tools. We have 30 multimeters. We have four pressure testers for fuel systems. We have six AC machines. Well, you kind of get the point. You know, we have 25 students per class. And so rather than have a student waiting around for a piece of equipment, my theory is, is if I have a lot of equipment, that means more students get their hands on it, which makes them more proficient in the tasks that they are trying to learn and take to their job. When it comes to education and educational institutions, I like to think that if you have to wait a little bit to get into the program, that's a good thing. And especially if that college is operating at maximum capacity and that program has the maximum amount of students and you still have to wait a little bit, that's kind of a good thing. That tells me a couple of things. Well, we here in our general automotive program, we have a waiting list and we're a prop approximately one semester behind. So in other words, if you come in in the fall and you sign up, you're not going to get into the fall semester right away. You're going to get into the spring semester or sometimes even the semester after that. And the reason for that is because there is such a high demand for students getting into our program. We are capped as far as how many students we can have on campus and we also have a safety regulation where we can only have 25 students per class per instructor. So I look at it as a positive. That tells me, A, there's a huge demand for technicians in this industry, which we know there is. And it also tells me that, boy, we must be doing something right because if word of mouth gets around and that many students want to come to our program and they're willing to wait to get in, I think we're doing a good job here. We've got good people working here and the results will back that up. The one thing that's nice about our program is our graduation and retention rate. We have a 98% graduation rate and a 93% retention rate. That's really good. That means that we're doing something right to not only get the students into the program and keep them there, but to get them to the finish line and have them graduate. Our job placement rate is 99%. Uh, that sounds pretty astounding, but 
I want to clarify a little bit on that. Of that 99%, we have a 93% infield placement rate. That's still really good. That means that 93% of our students that come through our program are employed in the automotive industry doing what they came to us to get trained to do. The other 7% are employed and they've probably gotten jobs through our school career focused areas or our career works or something like that, but they are not necessarily in the automotive industry. But that's still really, really good. And I'm very, very proud of those numbers. The other thing I'm really proud of with Gwinnett Tech is we were voted the number three veteran-friendly college in the country by Military Times. And that's something that I'm very proud of and really hits close to home. I am a veteran myself. I served in the U.S. Army. I was an airborne infantry soldier. And yeah, I know infantry doesn't you know, really cross over to automotive. But when I got out of the service, I understood cars and that's why I came into this industry. But I'm very proud and very passionate about the military as well as the job I do educating students. So to see that we have received that kind of recognition really makes me proud, really makes me happy. I take my military experience and bring that to my program at both as a director and as an instructor. I set some pretty high standards. I have great people working for me that achieve those standards as well as I do. And it also helps with these students developing work ethics. Beyond the learning of the nuts and bolts, we give them really good work ethic. Um, and that's something I'm going to spend a, an episode talking about work ethic because I think that's just as important as understanding how to fix these complex cars is having a good work ethic. I have some really good student success stories, and we're going to bring some of them back to talk to you guys. We have some that are working in the industry as technicians and have gone on and worked their way up with these manufacturers to master status. We have some that have become service writers. We have uh, an alumni who's very close to us, Dan Ryan. He owns Dan Ryan Automotive, not too far from the college. He's on our automotive advisory board, and he's an alumni of the program. So he went on to not only be a technician himself, but then open up his own business. And it kind of comes full circle because he participates in the advisory board. He's very active with us, supports us wholeheartedly, and he hires some of our students. So it's really, really good to see that. Um, I have some surprises in store when we get to the success stories. Um, some surprises we weren't counting on, but I think are really nice to share with our audience. The other thing that we do with our students that have success is we bring them back and we have them return and talk to current students. And we like to let them know that you know, some students have this perception that we as instructors have to tell them certain things because, hey, that's what you get paid for and that's your job. Well, that's not true. I mean, we, we don't, everybody knows you can make more money in the private sector than you can as an educator. We do this job because we love it. Um, and we tell them what we tell them because we want them to be successful. But it really helps a lot of times when you can bring a student back who's young, who's very close to their age, he's new in the industry, and he has finished our program. And as a result of our program, he has gotten to where he is today. When he comes in front of those students and he talks to them and he takes questions and answers their questions and talks about his experience, it tends to hit home a little bit more and it tends to, to give a little bit more weight to the program and what we do. We also have students that 
work for Nissan and Infiniti. And when we have our big NTTA conferences, they come back and they talk to all of these managers and these representatives from Nissan USA to tell them how the program has affected them and how it has made them better technicians or better service riders or better in the auto industry as a whole. The other nice thing about our students that helps with their success is a lot of our partners offer different forms of scholarships, whether it's tool credits or cash to pay for tuition that might not be covered or books that might not be covered or bonuses if they stay on for a couple of years. These are all incentives that help these students become successful. And again, it's just something we're very, very grateful for. Wow. Well, that's the end of our first episode. Thanks so much for listening. I know I might have stumbled over some words a little bit here and there, but I promise you I'll get a little bit better. I hope I've put the hook in and so you keep coming back for future episodes. I can tell you right now, I've got another episode lined up and it should be out in a couple of weeks. That that episode is going to be called Filling the Industry Cup. And what we're going to talk about in that episode is the shortage of technicians that there are, that that we're facing, um, and how we are going to keep these jobs filled, especially as a lot of these technicians are approaching retirement age, and it's going to leave a little bit of a void in these dealerships and repair shops. We're going to talk about what we're doing and, and the help that we get and how we address keeping that cup full. The other thing I'm going to talk about at the beginning is just give you a rundown of a typical week of what we did that week and how we went about it and, and you know, just kind of a, a, hey, this is a snapshot of what a typical week is like at Gwinnett Tech in our automotive program. Again, I encourage you, please go to our website, GwinnettTech.edu, and there you'll be able to see everything about the college and not just the automotive program but all of the 140 programs that we have here. You can also find the Automotive Technology link within that website, and you can directly contact one of us in the automotive program, or you can email me at rbauman, B-A-U-M-A-N, at gwinnetttech.edu. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Suggestions, you know, I have a lot of ideas, I told you, for future episodes, but I'm always willing to take uh, other suggestions from people who are listening to this or are curious about what we're doing here. Thank you for following. Thank you for listening. Spread the word. Uh, The more listeners we get, the more episodes we have. But above all, I want you to remember... Technicians keep the world rolling.